Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Hi, it's Moshe Kasher. And Natasha Legero. And this is a special mini episode that we are releasing on Monday. Essentially... Just to explain, this one's going out ad-free. This is just for you, the listeners. Tomorrow, our full episode will come out. We know that you're probably uh, anticipating the episode on Monday. But we're quarantined down. We're bunkered in because of the COVID situation. And we recorded the intro, a very long intro, uh, for what you're about to hear in the middle of last week. And things have changed so rapidly. And the story is changing so quickly that as we record this series of podcasts, which we think we may, we are going to try to do actually two a week now, right, Tosh? I'll try. We'll try. Uh, but as a result of that, we'd like to be able to be recording an episode on Sunday so that it comes out Monday with the most current thoughts, feelings. Well, because we're calling and talking to people. Yeah, we want this to feel a little bit more current. And even just be- two days ago, Things were so different than they are today that we thought, okay, let's just release the intro from last week's episode, which is, it's long. It's 20 minutes long and it's a lot of fun. It's, and it's also pretty informative about uh, COVID and our feelings about it. And then tomorrow, Tuesday. Pretty informative. <laughs> I think it's pretty informative. No, I, I hear you. I, I, I think from we, comedians, it's, it's, it's got some information. Yeah. Then tomorrow, Tuesday, will be a full episode that'll be much more feel much more contemporary and much more current and then from that point on we'll start releasing episodes that are recorded the day before uh just so that our our bunker talk is a little bit more current right tosh yeah all and right without further ado ad free this is live from the bunker Hello and welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. We are reporting live from the COVID-19 bunker. <laughs> it is uh, ground zero, day 01. It is uh, the day, today was the day after the NBA shutdown. After uh, Donald, we found out that Donald Trump got exposed <laughs> to <the> coronavirus <laughs> by meeting with a Brazilian they're trying to say that he wasn't even near him. Though. Not the first virus he may have come into contact with, with a Brazilian. Some sort of... I don't get that one. Some sort Sorry. of he went to Rio de Janeiro and got a prostitute joke. Oh, okay. That's the day after every comedian officially realized that we had to cancel our gigs. And, of course, it is the day that Forrest Gump himself found out that life really is like a box of chocolates and you never know what you're going to get. Sometimes you get the coronavirus. Natasha, you've been pretty stressed out. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you what the, the positive has been. Natasha, who, as you, if you listen to this podcast, know. I feel like this is like what you said day one. And I feel like this is like a different time now. Like we've shifted. What, what is what I said? I feel like today is a day that we shifted into Absolutely. something bad. Yeah, yesterday was definitely yesterday and today was definitely an onslaught. You couldn't script an Armageddon movie more hackily 
than the reality that we're living through. Like if you read this script, Tom Hanks, you would go, come on. It's a, it's a bit much. Or like the lines at Costco. Yes, lines like waiting, around the block at our local the Costco. Block at Costco to get toilet paper um, in the rain. Yeah, but what I was saying was that the uh, bright side for me is if you listen to this podcast, you know that Natasha gives me shit about my phone usage, which I would say is heavy flow. I have a, I have a heavy flow phone usage, but Natasha has been truly glued to her screen, refreshed, but not in a good way. See, I I watch <laughs> World Star Hip Hop videos. Is, I look at fun memes. No, you were watching. What were you watching yesterday? I walked into the bedroom and you had on The Voice. <laughs> the Voice audition. On YouTube. <laughs> That's pathetic. Hey, I was on only, like a big screen just watching a Voice audition. It wasn't pathetic. It was I only watched four chair turnarounds. <laughs> I'm not going to waste my time with three chair, okay? So I just want to be informed. I feel like no one's going to inform me for me. Well, so I would felt like I was informed a little early, and so I'm like, I just feel like I want to do all my own research and understand what's happening in other countries. So I'm trying to read up on the virus so I can make the right decisions. But that obviously takes a lot of energy because there's articles coming out all the time. I would say every time I turn around in bed and look at your face, the your facial expression is there's a, a prowler in our house. That's the look on your face. It's like your eyes are wide like plates. You're terrified. And I know what you're... Uh, That's post-corona. Post-corona, Natasha. Fear. I mean, yeah, it's like... It's I, stressful. I'll tell you what I I have come to realize is how many amateur epidemiologists I have in my social media feed. A lot of people <laughs> posting about uh, how this isn't really a big deal. There's nothing to worry about. And I'm like, you're a hairdresser from Bakersfield. How, how exactly are you getting this information? Here's the thing that I know about pandemics. Because weirdly enough, two years ago, I was taking a book out to try to sell this book. Uh, it was kind of like a guide to the end of the world for like NPR cucks. And so I happened to write my sample chapter on pandemics. So I not, I don't think I'm an, I'm certainly not an expert, but I definitely know more about this than other kinds of world ending topics because I researched it very recently. And like the, everybody keeps posting about how few people have died as a result of coronavirus. Like, that's evidence that there isn't a pandemic. But all that's evidence of is that we're at the beginning. It might not turn into a global catastrophe. It absolutely might not. It might, we might, it might pass and not be as serious as everybody thinks. That's a complete possibility. Especially because we're still in that small window of being able to stop it. Like, today's March 12th. So it feels like if everything shuts down, that's still the window where you can contain or at least stop, prevent it from mutating. Yeah, the idea, well, we can't stop anything from mutating. I think it mutates on its own. But we, yeah, we can prevent it from spreading by doing what people are telling us to do, which is to, to self-isolate. Are you corona-splaining to me? No, I'm corona-splaining to the, to the world. Okay. But the idea that, the idea is you don't change your behavior when the impact hits by the time things get fucking gnarly it's changing your behavior is too late it's our the damage has been done the 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 idea is prevention not reaction right you have to take the action that will prevent the mega spread of the mega flu not take the action that is in re that is in reaction to the arrival of the of the mega sickness and you do even if you're not going to die from this mega flu you 
run the risk of having to go to the hospital and and having them not have room for you or having it be really hard or oh yeah and then you catch something when you're there or it gets more difficult or you can't be seen or you can't afford it and it gets worse and i don't know it's like they are already keep saying how there's not enough beds and there's not enough well there's a cascade effect when enough people get sick which is you know this okay so the, the whole idea of uh two percent of people that contract this illness die is first of all um is it's i was just talking to somebody about this today it's not two percent of people die or you have a minor cold people that's what people say oh usually it's um it 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 just feels like a cold or the flu but then two percent of people die that's not the two choices there's a crazy spectrum in the middle and 10% of people, I think I'm right about this, who get it, have to be hospitalized. And the, the, of that 10%, two people, 2% of people die. So 10% of people are getting a massive, uh, pneumonic, horrifying, like, lung disorder that they have to go to the hospital for. So what happens is people start going, 10% of people that catch it, it's that bad. If 10% of the people that catch this go to the hospital, the hospital is just not going to be able to take them. And from th- from that, there's this cascade effect where the per- death percentage starts to go up and up and up, which is what's happening in Italy right now. There's so many people infected that they don't have enough beds. They don't have enough respirators. They don't have enough. And then the worst thing that happens is when that many sick people go to the hospital, the hospital staff starts to get sick themselves. And so those people start dropping out because 10% of them have to be hospitalized and the rest of them are walking around sick. They're already in a position in Italy where their beds are full and their medical system, which is pretty pretty good, the Italian medical system, it's now so overloaded that they're not able to give, give everyone treatment that needs it. In fact, I don't know if you know this, this story hasn't broken yet, the way they're deciding who gets ventilators in Italy is who makes the best marinara. <laughs> Are you kidding? I am kidding. Yes, yes, honey. I'm kidding. <laughs> you delivered that really well. Oh, thanks, son. I appreciate it. But it's true. Wait, is the not idea the then that, that, we, that we then self-quarantine in order to not catch it? To not catch it and to not spread it. There's a story in, a, in that. So, but we can't do that for nine months until they have a vaccine. That's, that, that's true. We have to see what happens. But the, the story that, that was in a great article that you sent me, actually, which was very alarmingly titled Cancel Everything Now in the Atlantic. It's a, it's a good article, but it, it sets up these two um, historical figures who were uh, who the health inspector that uh, in charge of the health department during the 1918 Spanish flu one was the health uh, the guy in charge of the Department of Health in Philadelphia and one was the guy that was in charge of the uh, Department of Health in st. Louis the, the, the Philadelphia guy goes um, ah this doesn't seem like he was panicked probably he didn't want to shut down businesses he didn't want to shut down municipal uh, gatherings he didn't want to panic the populace and they had a huge parade in philadelphia well of course right like three days after three days after they learned about it they learned about it he was like ah don't cancel the parade philadelphia got slammed tons of people died St. Louis, same situation, but the guy said, we're not doing anything. Mm -hmm. We're shutting everything down. The Chamber of Commerce, the the small business owners, everybody was like, you're fucking panicking. You're tripping. This is hysteria. Exactly like the stuff I'm seeing in my Facebook feed right now. (laughs) And that guy 
didn't wilt to their uh, to their fear, and it's a reasonable fear. I'm panicking right now because my money is all my money's gone. I mean, it's evaporating before my eyes. I'm looking at my da- my road dates coming up, and I'm like, that's how I make my money, and it's just disappearing. I mean, I can't do the road dates, so I get that fear. But that guy stood strong, and St. Louis, of course, was uh, totally buffered from the the large majority of of deaths, especially as compared to Philadelphia. So I think it's good to just for our health because that really is the most important thing um, to try to stay not touching people as much as you can just, for the next uh, 10 days. Just try to avoid and wait and see what happens. You said something really wise to me when we were talking about this. I think it was your friend Ethan that told you this, which was no one's coming to tell you what to do, right? Yeah, because I I don't think we really have administration and people who are like have our vested our our best interest at heart, you know. Or even if they do, they don't know. This is like people don't know. So you you that's why I read every article. I'm trying to like figure out like you know even reading about what San Francisco did before because San Francisco closed everything, you know. Right. So then I'm not in line at a store. But people keep waiting around for like them to tell you what to do. But they aren't going to get it right mm-hmm. because they just expose themselves to the virus by meeting with a Brazilian diplomat. You know what I mean? Like there is no they that's going to solve this for you. The and I think in- an older generation always waits for the government to tell them what to do. Yeah, but the government barely knows what it's doing. So I I I say don't wait around. I mean, I get I have all these people in my life right now going, you know, I'm just not that concerned about this. Well, that doesn't it doesn't matter. <laughs> Viruses don't care whether you're concerned about them. They're not like, oh, well, that guy's not concerned about it. So I, I, I'll give him a pass. It's like it, you don't need to be concerned. You don't need to be panicked. You don't need to be afraid. You just there is no downside to better safe than sorry. I mean, it's that's just, what I keep telling you. I don't want you to have people over. Well, I'm with you. We're, we are taking, we are, I'll say this, I'm super grateful for this podcast that's keeping me creatively going and our advertisements, as much as you may uh, w- wish that there weren't as many or, you know, roll your eyes at, at, at our unbelievable comedic reads of them, uh, provide a little bit of income while we are bunkered down trying to, ca- I've been trying to convince my parents to move to the woods for the last week and they won't go. So if you guys would like to hear more from us from our bunker we need to know because that's what we're doing now yeah we're bunked down our child is in uh, cr- uh cryostasis we can, froze can I say, we froze our daughter <laughs> can i say my pitch to you what's your pitch my pitch is take two weeks off yeah and uh don't have people come to us we don't come to them and if we want to socialize with people we go on nature walks with right. them and stay like three feet or three meters or whatever they're saying apart we're bringing actually three a, feet a, is that what it is three to six feet seems so far apart to well we're, we're taking a three meter rope and tying it to each other's <laughs> belt loops so then you can go on nature walks although it's supposed to rain in in los angeles for the next two weeks i went surfing <laughs> for three hours this morning with the delighted realization last night that surfing is the ultimate social distancing sport surfers aren't friendly you're in the ocean so even if you cough your covid into the sea odds are it's going to get flowed out to madagascar before you know it so if you can do that once a day go surfing like three that, hours once a day no but something physical and then stay home and then just know that it'll be maybe two months let's not give short shrift to the idea that people 
who are broke and don't have any money in their savings, who are probably a lot of people that listen to us are fucking broke. I've been broke. It sucks. But things are going to close down. And it's scary. I'm just saying, I don't want to be too flip by saying, just stop everything. Because for some people, economically, that's not really an option. I understand that. And I have a lot of friends and know a lot of people, and myself included, like, you know, everything's canceling. So it's like you can't afford to live your life. So what do you do? What do you do? There aren't answers for everything. But I do know that if we don't, if people don't start getting sick, if people can stay healthy, it feels like then it won't be that big of a deal. We'll just have to work and be glad that it passed. Right. But if we're, if everything's closing down and everyone's getting sick, that sounds like a nightmare. True nightmare. Yeah. And if the only way to not get sick is, I mean, what do you do? I mean, your, your job closes down, you... I guess some people are still working. Or people, some people are still working. People have to still work. But to the degree that you can take care of yourself, do. And here's the other thing I've been thinking a lot about. Taking precaution and being careful and taking the steps that you can to protect yourself is not the same as panicking. Panicking doesn't help. Panic- What's panicking? Fear? Panicking is just giving into the fear, freaking out, buying toilet paper when there's no evidence that toilet paper is going to be nece- more necessary in a couple weeks than it is now or in lower stock. Panicking is making irrational decisions based on a, uh, a theoretical fear of what could happen. Here's the thing be- that I will tell you about toilet paper. Okay. You will need it for the rest of your life. That is a fair, fair point. And it's like it never goes bad. That's true. And if you have space for more toilet paper and people are offering it, always take it. Always take the toilet paper. What about the people out there? For the rest of your life, it will never go bad. I did not know you were so passionate about toilet paper. I love like not having to go get stuff. What do you use it for? Toilet paper? Mm, most well you know it's really bad if you like spill something and rub it on your shirt because then true. it gets all over your shirt it's pretty useless except for for what for going to the bathroom like what <laughs> just pee right mm-hmm. <laughs> okay so if you're out there covid listeners uh stay safe wash your hands don't hang around a bunch of people Unfortunately, I think most of our road dates are getting canceled and rescheduled. It's such a bummer. Can I say one more thing about toilet paper? Yeah. Also good if there's an earthquake. What happens then? I don't know. The store is closed. I know what you're saying. If there's an earthquake and the the cross beams in your house start to fall, go grab a bunch of rolls of toilet paper, (laughs) put it on your head, make a helmet out of it, uh, with toothpaste for mortar, and you'll probably survive the impact. Hey, you know what? You're just lucky you live with someone who thinks of everything. You do think of everything. And I will say there's no one I'd rather be bunkered down with than you and our kid. Thanks. I'm glad we got you more Nicorette. That's all I know. (laughs) I was like, I cannot be in a bunker with Moshe without his off-brand Nicorette. (laughs) It's not even Nicorette. It's so disgusting. You chew I it like too. I like Nicorette, but whatever that off-brand stuff is, it's repulsive. You it's should just maybe put those tobacco packs in the s- side of your mouth. You want to hear something scary and depressing about uh, off-brand medication. I just heard that off-brand medication, this is depressing. We were almost about to just take a call, but here I go. Off-brand medication, that is generic medication, which is what the vast majority of Americans use because it's cheaper. Most of that is made in China. And there's like a a group of of medications that are uh, that are like li- immediate life saving medications, right? You know, I'm not talking about like the thing that you have to take 
but but it won't kill you if you don't. I'm talking about stuff that's like your heart medication. You know, like these are already in a, a short supply in America pre-crisis, and now the crisis is hitting, and most of that medication is made in China. So that's another way that this cascade effect of a, I guess of, I don't get what you're saying. Well, they already didn't have enough of this medication that people will will literally die from if they don't take it for one or two days, and the Chinese are the manufacturers of a lot of this generic medication. Is this medication for COVID? No, this is medication. This is general medication. I see. This is what I'm saying. These are tangential. It's like a, a ripple effect, you know? It's like uh, COVID happens and Chinese people get sick and then Chinese society gets infected, but then Chinese society starts self-isolating and then Chinese society starts shutting down businesses. And then all of a sudden, these medications that were already in short supply, well, there's not enough people working or they're avoiding contact in order to make the medication. The medication, which was already in, in short supply, becomes almost non-existent. More people around the world die. And, and that's when the supply chain starts to break down and it's already starting to happen. The supply, and this has nothing to do with coronavirus directly, it's just the the ripple effect. So, um, you know, just stay safe to the degree that you can. As depressing as this is, there's really no good way to sugarcoat pandemics. Because when I was researching that that uh, uh, that chapter, I I realized I read that epidemiologists. There was a study that was done uh, by a guy. I think his name was Larry Brilliant, which is kind of a convenient name to have when you're a scientist. There was a, a, a study done of epidemiologists, how many of them thought that there would be another major pandemic episode uh, in their lifetime. It was like 99% of them were like, yeah, it's coming. The, and the other thing is I keep seeing these like this meme about like SARS and swine flu and Ebola and blah, blah, blah. And it's like nobody died, you know, hardly anybody died, hardly anybody died. It, it was like as if that's evidence that this isn't going to be... A, you think this is way worse. I don't know if this is way worse, but I could make a similar meme, which is the Black Plague, the Spanish flu, uh, you know, the other, all the other great flus that took out... The Spanish flu took out was 100 years ago. It took out 160 to 100 million people. And... In the, it was... A, it was global it was global it was a worldwide uh, uh, pandemic it was called the spanish flu not because it came from spain but because we were in the middle of world war one at the time and uh, none of the wartime nations wanted to admit that they had a disease that was that was ravaging their youngest strongest people and so nobody admitted they had it but spain was neutral in the war so spain was like uh we got something going on here thus the spanish flu they say more people died of the Spanish flu then died on the battlefield in World War I. It was serious and bad. And basically, the way these pandemics work is every 10 years, a virus mutates and we get panicked. And every 100 years, a virus mutates and it goes pandemic. Here's why this pandemic is worse than anyone ever before. Okay. Now, it's a pandemic with... <laughs> The internet. <laughs> oh, you mean it's worse for our brains? <laughs> yes. Can you <laughs> sure. imagine if there was sure. like hourly updates of like the Spanish flu and who was dying and what was happening? Even even during a war, like like just 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 having that sort of instant, like every time you pick up your phone, like it's going to require so much self restraint, which I am not there yet. Well, the good, but it's like I can't live like that. The good news is we can self isolate. We can avoid it. If you are sick, you have to stay home. I mean, you just have to. 
uh, no matter what. You you can't just be like, I got to make my money yeah, and go affect people. Yeah, but then maybe there's people out there who like think it would be cool. Oh, to infect people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Kind of a dark, a dark COVID, a dark COVID agent. Exactly. Well, stay- kind of like emo guy. Oh, like an emo guy. That's interesting. You weren't thinking like a terrorist. You were thinking like a sad boy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and like give everyone his COVID-19. Hey, babe. <laughs> no, I'm COVID free. Oh, I've been thinking all, you know what I've been thinking about? What about all these fuck boys? What about all these pussy hounds out there? These oh hor- my God, they can't have sex? Or they can and they're just like, fuck it, I'm, I'm down to ride. Oh, you are so lucky. I Believe me, I know. I Dude, I deleted all of my dating apps this week. <laughs> Straight up. Moshe, you already tweeted that. I know, but why would you ruin the fun of me saying it just in case someone hadn't read the tweet? It was a fun little riff. It's funny. And now everybody knows my process. <laughs> I tweet stuff out and then I deliver it here as if it's an original thought. 